Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning once again. And in our last discussion, uh, we were dealing with the importance of uh, the spiritual life. And we are teaching from uh, Paul's letter to, to the Galatians. And it is very interesting uh, the context in which uh, Paul has this very powerful uh, discussion about what is the spirit-filled life. So, as you would know, if you've uh, read the the book of Acts, Paul was uh, consistently and uh, doggedly uh, hounded by the Judaizers because Paul had once been a Pharisee who persecuted the church mercilessly. And now uh, Paul is a saved man. He knows Christ as his Savior. His life has been made brand new. Uh, Paul, uh, after he was saved, wanted to teach the gospel to the Jewish people, but God called him. God set him aside to uh, be the apostle that is, and the word apostle means sent one. He would be the sent one to the Gentiles, that is, to the nations. He would teach the nations uh, the, the, the promise of the gospel uh, through Jesus Christ. So the Judaizers, some of you made a pact that they would not eat until they had killed Paul. So understand the intense um, environment or, and the intense context in which the Spirit of God used Paul fulfill what God had wanted him to do. Paul's life was indeed spirit-filled, and uh, a group of individuals even stoned him and dragged him out of the city, believing he was dead. But uh, the Spirit of God raised Paul up, and Paul went back into that very city, and he preached the gospel. He preached the word of God. And he left on his own terms. And so this was a very tough, very determined apostle. And this man loved the Lord. And he showed 
his love for the Lord uh, by <clears throat> by uh, by his teaching. Paul understood that the gospel is preached to the unchurched. That is, the gospel is preached to the unsaved. But then, once saved, uh, these individuals become saints. And then the word of God is taught to the saints. So Paul did not, after individuals were saved, he did not preach to them. He no longer preached the euangelion, the gospel, to those who were saved. After an individual is saved, then Paul understood that he or she must be taught the word of God. It is only uh, when believers are taught that the word of God, they understand. Uh, And so it is the spirit of God who enables believers to understand the word. This is the way it goes. This is uh, this, you know, this is the way God uh, God has designed this system in this manner. So the Judaizers uh, followed Paul, and they 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 told believers they followed Paul wherever he was teaching, and they told they the they the believing community that not only that must they follow the gospel. Uh, through Jesus and believe in Jesus. They must also keep the law. They must also keep the law. They must also observe the law. They must follow the law. Now, once again, the law reveals the exceeding sinfulness of sin. The law declares there is none righteous, no, not one. There's none that do it good. This is what the law teaches. And so uh, Jesus fulfilled the law. That is, uh, in the Greek, it means to complete. He completed the law. And so Jesus died on our behalf. In Galatians 3, 23, Paul writes this, quote, Before this faith came, we were held prisoners by the law, locked up until faith should be revealed. Verse 24. So the law was put in charge to lead us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. That word justified means to be made right before God. Verse 25. Now that faith has come, we we are no longer under the supervision of the Law, unquote. So, Paul lays out for this believing community the true meaning of the law. The law is a teacher. The law is a tutor. The law instructed us or instructed Jewish people in understanding uh, their standing before God. The law pointed to the coming of the Redeemer, Jesus Christ. Now, but the Judaizers uh, did not want the believers to have this type of freedom. They they uh, did not want 
believers to uh, to be free of the demands of Judaism. And there's a point in his letter to the Galatians where even Peter uh, was influenced by these Judaizers. And this is uh, written for us in uh, all our courses in Galatians chapter chapter 2, beginning at verse 11. Paul writes, quote, When Peter came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he was clearly in the wrong. Before certain men came uh, from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles. But when they arrived, he began to draw back and separate himself from the Gentiles because he was afraid of those who belonged to the circumcision group. Verse 13, the other Jews joined him in his hypocrisy so that by their hypocrisy, even Barnabas, that is, the son of comfort, was led astray. Verse 14, when I saw that they were not acting in line with the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter in front of them all, you are a Jew, yet you live like a Gentile and not like a Jew. How is it then that you force Gentiles to follow Jewish customs? Unquote. So this was a this was deadly pretension, and <clears throat> uh, so Paul points this out to Peter. He says, "Look, well, you this is." This is a, this is contradictory, and you are teaching compromise. But Paul would not give into the demands of legalistic Judaism, because to do so would threaten the future of Gentile Christianity. So here here was a crisis, a spiritual crisis. And this is what the flesh does. It creates conflict. It creates uh, a horrible situation in the lives of believers. And so notice, the great Peter, the, the lion of Pentecost, was confronted by Paul uh, for this situation. Now just, and so this was the flesh. And Peter was not being guided by by the Spirit, and so Paul confronts him. So when we turn to Galatians 5, verse 16, uh, Paul writes, quote, So I say that by the Spirit, that word live should be walk. And the word walk means to order one's steps, to order one's steps. So I say walk by the Spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. Now, the Greek does not have sinful nature. The Greek has the word sarx, uh, which is the word flesh. Flesh. It refers to the flesh. So, for the uh, flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other. So that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. Unquote. So here's a very powerful picture. 
uh, that Paul draws for us. What happens in the lives of believers when they are not spirit-led? Well, Paul goes on and he talks about uh, this in, in Acts 5, uh, Galatians 5.19. Quote, the acts of the sinful nature, I'll use sinful nature, are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, and this was going on among the, amongst the saints. Jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. <clears throat> and then Paul, so uh, Paul goes on in verse 22, he talks about, he talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Notice the word fruit is singular. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. Unquote. <clears throat> Paul knew that the appropriate way for believers to live before God is a spirit-filled life. He also understood, which is the, uh, that if believers are not living a spirit-filled life, then their lives are going to be in disarray. Their lives are going to be tattered or in ruin. You want to understand that you must live a spiritual life. You must, the spiritual life means a life that is controlled by the Spirit of God. Read Galatians 2.20, because believers who understand this have crucified the flesh. Paul writes this in Galatians 2.20. It is the key to understanding this very important epistles. Please read carefully, thoughtfully, and prayerfully. Good morning. My name is Dr. Josiah Rich, and God bless you.